two things real quick. Go listen to the last episode of the Zang This Podcast, where I made an appearance and me and Zanger had a debate over superheroes. It was a good time, so go listen to that. And second, Jiminy Cricket came back. I'm sorry, guys. He came back halfway through the episode and I could not find him. I know, the cricket's there. All right, please enjoy the show. This podcast is part of the Darkness Club. Soviet ears only. We were in the know. Order 1318. Gregarian is be executed now. Upon success, we shall be victorious. Visit darkness.org to discover more shows like this one. The darkness awaits. Welcome to the show. This is a podcast about the strange and unusual, the secret and conspiracy, the fringe and the supernatural. This is a show where we do little to no research on our topics. We are not professionals in any field except speculation. This is the Secret Transmission Podcast, and today we're going to be talking about Rasputin. Toby, and alongside me are my co-hosts. Please introduce yourselves. I'm Rudy. Kristen. What the hell is that all about? I'm trying to take a professional approach at this. Oh Don't. Instead of being like, hey, welcome to the show. Don't. Don't. You just sound weird. <laughs> well. You caught me off guard with that one, dude, truthfully. I, I'm going to start trying new things. We're just okay. going to try new things out when I start the show. All right. All next, right. next, I'm going to be like a, a stripper uh, announcer. And welcome to the stage, you, you, Rudy. You actually gave no heads up that you were going to do anything <laughs> like that. So That's what so, made it fun. Yeah. Yeah. You caught me on that. That's good. So, welcome to the show. We're going to be talking about Rasputin. The Rasputin. And uh, I don't know why that was German accent just now. <laughs> yeah, you didn't go Russian. Russian at all. No, that was German. <laughs> it's okay. I don't. My apologies. I don't know if I could do a Russian. Hold on, let me think. No, I'm not even going <laughs> to attempt it. That'll make me sound like an asshole. You can't even stay English. No, I know. Words very I don't. I don't know. Often, let alone an accent. <laughs> I don't know English very well. Apparently, right. you don't know that English very good, do you? <laughs> so let's just jump into it. We're going to be talking in, about Grigory. Yefimovich Rasputin. I think that's right. How you say his middle name? I'm not right at all. I, no, probably not. I'm not even going to attempt it. Since we're jumping into this, I already have problems with his history. And I think there's a lot of problems with his history. Uh-huh. Because it was so long ago. What, late 1800s, early 1900s? Okay, so it was 1869 is, is all the reports I got. So mm-hmm. that's pretty set in stone. But some say that he was born January 10th. Some say January 21st. Right. And I found out that, which I didn't know this, 
the date difference is due to the change in the calendar system from the Julian calendar to the uh, Gregorian. Really? I don't know which one. we. I think we use the Gregorian right now. I don't know. But the, don't but there is a started. difference. And, yeah. and there's so... I don't know. Uh, I didn't look too much into it. <laughs> okay. So there's kind of a dispute on his birthday because of a change in the calendar right. system at the time. I wonder how many other people that affected. Yeah. Where mm-hmm. where history's kind of funny. Yeah. So, but, but I wonder when that changed over. Right. I think that's important to know. Maybe I should look into that one day. So already it gives him kind of this air of mystery on his birthday because of the well, odd stuff. So basically he was named after... Uh, St. Gregory of Nasa, N-Y-S-S-A, Nisa. Okay. And I guess they usually celebrate uh, like a feast or something on January 10th, Uh which would be one of the birthdays. So I think it's safe to say that would be the connection. January 10th, more likely, yeah. But I don't know which calendar it falls on or... Right. So he was born to a peasant family in a small uh, Siberian village called Pokorovskaya. Pokorovskaya. Pokorova. Pokorovskia? There we go. Couldn't okay. say it already. Russian words. You, you, I think you picked these topics on purpose. I, I like to make myself look like an asshole. That's all it is. I don't know that you have to try very hard. <laughs> so this little small village, uh, Russians use Siberia to dump off prisoners and mm-hmm. religious exiles. Because it's a massive wasteland at that point like a barren wasteland of ice and nothing right so he's in this village that's people that russia doesn't want right just a poor poor village uh his his father's name was yefim and he was a farmer and a church elder his mother's name was anna and i'm not gonna say the last name okay they had seven other children but all died during infancy and early childhood one source says that they may have had uh, a ninth child but it's not confirmed I, i couldn't find so there might be an extra child that did survive. I don't know. Right. It's kind uh, of sketchy on the info. Yeah. Histor- historian Douglas Smith says Rasputin's youth and early adulthood are a black hole about which we know almost nothing, Th- though the lack of reliable sources and information did not stop others from making up stories about his parents and his childhood after Rasputin's uh, had his rise to fame. Right. So right. right there, we may get a lot of this wrong because... It, it's coming from a couple of different sources. Not that we get it wrong, but the way history has a tendency to skew things based on who's in charge and who's telling right. the story. So it's widely believed that he had no formal education and was illiterate into his uh, early adulthood. Mm-hmm. Some claims say that when Rasputin was a child, he would have visions of divine forces and had the ability to heal horses. By just touching them. Yeah, yeah. he was kind of like a horse whisperer at an early age for some reason. In this village, lots of people believed in magic and healing powers. And I think this whole time period, like, people were kind of into mystics and... Not just the time period, but the area itself, because they were a lot of exiles and... Right. You really don't have much else to do. But I guess most of the uh, villagers were scared of him and they kind of believed he was the devil, even at an early age? Because of his eyes. Yeah, I so that's something that, that I was going to bring up later. He's got right. some real weird light-colored eyes. Yeah, and... he's got some eyes that throughout the common theme of this was apparently he could look into your soul Yeah, because of his eye color. Whatever eye color he had was very piercing. I'm jumping way ahead, uh-huh. but he could do something with his eyes. He could dilate them. Yes, yeah. And, and kind of hypnotize you with them. Right. 
So, or so they claim. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what I was about to say. Yeah. This is this is the story. Of... I do remember hearing that about how he could supposedly dilate his own eyes at will to you know kind of throw you off. Yeah, that's a cool power. I'd like. Yeah, to have. that's odd. So I guess some say that he was a terrible child and that he was drinking at an early age uh-huh. and stealing stuff and just general disrespect for any type of authority figure. Like he just he was a little shit. Right, and he was very horny. <laughs> yes from a lot of the accounts where like he would literally walk up to chicks and start undressing them in the street and yeah. get get clocked yeah before you know so here's an here's a weird thing uh-huh. most of the sources say he got married when he was about 18 right yeah one of the documentaries i watched said it was 30 when he got married see i heard that it was around 30s when he took his pilgrimage yeah but, See, and that may have been what they meant, but I, I, I rewound it and I was like, wait a minute, that's right. not what I've been reading. I, yeah, most of the sources I read and watched said that it was pretty early on, 18, 19, 20-ish. So, he married Parscovia de Bravonia. <laughs> okay. In 1887. He had seven children with her, but only three of them survived until adulthood. Adult. Well, what? I had Who? a seizure. <laughs> oh, okay. But only three... But only three survived until adulthood. There you go. Uh, Dimitri was born in 1895. These are the three that survived. Okay. Maria was born in 1898. And Varvaria was born in ni- in the 1900s. Okay. As an adult, he was accused of stealing horses. And he just up and left and fled to a monastery to hide out. Mm-hmm. He stayed there for several months. And he became a sort of monk with the people there. I don't think he ever claimed to be a monk. No, but he kind of, for some reason, he really attached himself to it. Yeah, he he was really fascinated by the religion. Right. Very, and very fascinated by it. This is also supposedly where he learned to read and write. He taught himself how to read is and write Is that where? Because yeah. I never figured out where that fell in. The, the, right here. Is it? Uh, yeah, he was so enamored with this particular religious sect that he stayed there. He learned to read and write. And some something touched him there to where he decided he was going to become a holy man. Right. Well, he made friends with a man called Mark... M-A-R-C-A-R-I? Mark Hari? Makari? Okay. Mark Hari? I'm just going to agree with yeah. you. Markery. That could be it, too. Markery? We'll yeah. say Markery. Markery was a famous wandering holy man and... I guess he at one point advised Tsar Nicholas II mm-hmm. and the Empress Alexandria, which those are the last emperors of Russia. Right. It was believed that the holy men would receive messages from God, and the Tsar would ask, you know, advice from the holy men since they were getting their messages from God. Right. Rasputin, I guess, ended up leaving his wife to go wandering to try to explore religion yes. and figure out his spirituality and just learn more about himself. Right. He went on a like a pilgrimage. Yeah. In his journeys, he would do many things to try to learn more about himself. Apparently, he would stand motionless for hours, just standing there. Uh-huh. He wouldn't change his clothes or bathe for months. Jesus. <laughs> Wait, that gets better in a little while. Oh, yeah. So, oh, yeah. At, at certain points, he wouldn't even touch his own body, which I don't know how you go about that. Like, you get a... Because first off, he's walking around these like swampy areas and you know mosquitoes and crap. How do you not scratch? Or is that is that part of the probably part of training himself? Yeah, that's what I was about to, so that nothing can like distract him. Right. So to help him with not touching himself, he would wear iron shackles to make things harder on himself. So you know, 
carrying anything, he'd wear these shackles, which that's a lot of pain to put yourself through for no reason. Well, I guess there's a reason. It's just to kind of like numb his mind. No different than... And his pain tolerance. That no different than people who work out these days who wear the weights. Yeah. You know, it's kind of Oh, the like on the, the ankle weights yeah, and crap when they're and walking wrist around. weights and mm-hmm. stuff, yeah. Most of the time, he went long periods of time without food, and because of his travels, you know, he just didn't eat very often. Right. He would also go through a lot of physical hardships just to get to one place to another, you know, like I said, traveling through the, the swamps and all the other types of terrain. This is already a job title that I just don't think that I could commit myself to. <laughs> the a no whole, food, no touching. I mean, right. he's got to wipe himself and shit. No, like, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. <laughs> no, he doesn't. You'll, uh, it, you know what? No research. He did his wife a favor by leaving then. <laughs> <laughs> we, it, it gets kind of gross here in a little while. You'll see. You will see. He finally returned home. Uh, a lot of people felt that he had reached some type of religious achievement and he had changed. But some people believe that he changed only because something dark helped him change. Uh, uh-huh. And you'll see. A lot of people associate him with evil. That's, I mean, what did you, before we really dove into the research, did you know much about him? Not really. Not really. Just the myths about all the, you know, the different types of deaths he went through that supposedly survived. Right. But uh, other than that, no, I really had no history on him until I started looking at stuff It's like he did his own brainwashing to himself. (laughs) In a way, yeah. We'll see. Like, yeah, mind washing. Mind washing. That's a that's a way old callback. Way old. Yeah. Um. I think in in the Hellboy movie, I think that's him. I think Rasputin is the main villain in in the Hellboy movie. In, yeah, in the so series. I've always thought that he was a super evil being, or like Aleister Crowley kind of right evil. Right. But you'll see. I don't. We'll get more into it. Yeah, when we get into it, you may have a little change of heart on it. But as far as I know, him being considered evil, not this early on. Not yet. Right. Yeah, to, no, to not definitely knowledge. not this early. Right. But what about the secret sect that he joined? Which one? The the, the sin the sinners to the beat Kulsti? sin by sinning? Colsti? Colusti. The Colusti. Are, are those the ones? So... This uh, this group is kind of looked at as like outlaws. Uh-huh. They had a worship that was nothing like the Orthodox Church. They would meet in crypts. They would sing and dance, and they'd work themselves into a frenzy and and spin until they were like drunk with dizziness. They wouldn't actually drink, but they'd spin until they were so dizzy that you know it was like they were drunk. And they they I guess they called it spiritual beer <laughs> or something like that. Something, yeah. That's so stupid. I would never want that. I mean. I'd rather the spinning is the last effect that I really want to try to relive. Now, correct from me drinking. if I'm wrong, but they believe that once they got to that point, they were reaching some kind of spiritual, yeah, so epiphany or well. There you go. I whatever. can drink all I want to, and then whenever you're all like, "You're way too drunk," I'm like, "No, I'm reaching my <laughs> spiritual reaching my epiphany." Spiritual, yeah. Thank you. Well, so they <laughs> not would, spinning. Yet. They would get to that uh, that dizzy drunk, uh-huh. and that would make them speak in tongues, and they would feel like they had some kind of change happening. And then they, once they got dizzy enough to where they would fall, things got sexy. Oh, yeah. It turned yeah. into an orgy with whoever was laying beside you. Just go to town. And it was sexy time. It was sexy. Uh, yeah. Literally, a new meaning to Russian roulette. <laughs> <laughs> That's gross. So Hopefully you land next to a good person. <laughs> 
So like you were you were about to say, their big thing was they believed that you had to sin as uh-huh. much as you could. That way when you repent, you could you you have it had experience all the sins and when you repent you know what you're repenting because if you repent without knowing the sins are you really repenting if you did all these did as much sinning as you could then you'd be closer to god when you repent because the more you repented the more the closer it did bring you yeah 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 so the more the more you, the more you repent the more um uh, uh connection you have with god right which i don't know Sinning to drive out sin. Yes. That's what yeah. they, they... Whatever floats your boat, I guess. <laughs> I think it's just sinning to sin. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's... I mean, is that the excuse to sin? That's uh, the whole point That's is the religion not, I like. The whole point is Do what to you not want. sin. If you don't think that it's a... Your, if your actions aren't doing good in, in the world, and if they are not going to have a good outcome, then you're not supposed to do it. That's the whole point. Just like murdering... You're going to affect other people. You're going to kill that person, lose their life. You know that that's going to be bad. So and you're, you don't go off and kill somebody because you're like, oh, now I know what I'm repenting. It's, <laughs> you're supposed to be able to stop right. yourself before the sin happens. But they, Self-control. He, he never kills anyone that I know of. I mean, I didn't see anything or hear anything, and, and I did quite a bit of research on this. But no? you would think that if he's going to commit sins... He, his were more carnal sins. His was more sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Yeah, than it was anything else. He he would have been a perfect rock star. Oh yeah, oh yeah. He'd have made billions in today's world. So let's go back to uh, Rasputin going back to his village. Okay, okay. I I, I kind of went off on the sin. Nah, don't worry about it. But nothing wrong with sinners that want to sin to sin. So when he got back to the village of Pokorovska. Pokorovskoga? What did we say? I'm not even going to try it again, (laughs) not without seeing it. So he ended up building a chapel in a pit under his house. Okay, yeah. He would claim to be a higher being, and rumors say that he would tell them as part of his religious service that they had to have sex with him. Yes. If if they were in his congregation. Right. A cult? Um, Let's let's lay off the C word. (laughs) He ain't no Jim Jones, that's for sure. Uh, so he started, sex ring. Yeah, he started to have more visions. He was being a clairvoyant. So fumes from all that shit that he's not wiping off. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So in one vision, the Virgin Mary told him to go to Saint Petersburg and help the imperial family. Apparently, he had impressed a bunch of <laughs> aristocrats at one point and clerics uh, during his travels, and the word had already traveled to Saint Petersburg about him and his powers of healing and. His clairvoyance. Right. St. Petersburg was the home of the Tsar, uh-huh. Nicholas II, and Empress Alexandria. You're going to hear those names a lot. Oh, yeah. Rasputin believed that he was to be an advisor to them, just like his mentor, that um, Markari fella. Right. And at the age of 34, he began his journey to go see them. So at this time, people really believed in seances and talking boards and mm-hmm. the occult and mm-hmm. that, all those kind of activities, you know, like we said earlier. Mm-hmm. magic and whatnot yeah the aristocrats at the time were definitely into the occult and alexandria specifically was very much into the mysticism behind medicine men and, mm-hmm. and things like that holy oh, yeah. healers and stuff so rasputin was introduced to a monk named eliador and a powerful bishop named hermagen 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 Herm- hermagen hermagen i don't remember what how they pronounce it okay 
Anyways, he, he made a, a great impression on them. Uh, his appearance and smell were always brought up, being compared the smell of a goat. Mm-hmm. So, like you said about his eyes, I have that right here in my notes. We'll skip that since we talked about it. <laughs> he So, this is, uh, Kristen's going to love this. He would often have food in his long, scraggly beard. Uh-huh. Like hidden? No, just, no, just, just, oh, just, just hanging in there. Just because yeah. he was a, kind of a slob. Yeah. Smelled bad. Very unkempt. Food in his beard. Yep. He'd pick his nose in front of people. Yeah. Is this, I thought you were going to be like, that sounds like you. No. Well, okay. <laughs> well, there we go. And apparently he had a lot of charm and the women adored him. And Man, man you know you've set your charisma to max. <laughs> if you can look like that and smell like that and women still flock to you for some reason. I want to know his game. Right. It's right. got to be the hypnotized eyes. It's got to be the eyes. I just need better eyes. Uh, yeah, I know, right? Get some sparkly twilight gold eyes going on. Yep. Uh so, like you were saying about the, the Tsar's wife, Alexandria, she was very superstitious. Uh-huh. She wanted to have a baby boy, but she only had girls. I think she had four girls at the time. I, th- Yeah, because I think... I think... I don't want to spoil anything, but I think eventually there were five total. Yeah, yeah, there's five total. Right. I think you're right. I think there, the four of them were girls. So, she wanted to have this boy. Mm-hmm. She finally did have a boy. And believed that it was the divine intervention brought by the help of a mystic called Dr. Philippe. 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 Yeah, there we go. Philippe? Dr. Philippe. Philippe. I keep saying that word. Dr. Philippe. Before Philippe passed away, he promised someone was coming to take his place. Ah. This is where I'm wondering, like, if is this part of the legend or if this was actually said, you know? Because that's, right. that's an easy detail to just be like. Yeah, yeah, this just happened. Yeah, she threw the, he threw this in there. Why not? But you know, again, good point though. Did did he actually say that, or is that another or does this one person of, even exist? Right, is that one of history's little? Hey, we're gonna throw this in to make him seem a little more mysterious. You know, yeah, and... yeah. So let's take a small break. Okay. And when we come back, we'll we'll get to the introduction of Rasputin and the Czar and his wife. Yeah. So we will be right back. All right. Prepare to confiscate the human's possessions. Possessions secured. Prepare the probe. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait a hot second. No need for a probe, man. Why are you doing this anyway? To learn from your account. And to obtain your container of treasures. Container of treasures? Oh, you mean my cryptid crate? Yes, the cryptid crate you possess. We desire it. We have discovered it to be populated with many objects we find most incredible. Correct. The objects in this container cannot be produced on our home planet. Well, you don't have to abduct people to get your own cryptid crate. Elaborate. Just go to cryptidcrate.com and sign up. On the first of each month, a new box filled with amazing cryptozoology-themed items will come to your mailbox, or spaceship. Allow us to show appreciation to you, human, for this invaluable information. Yeah, sure thing. Does this mean you're going to take me back to Earth? <laughs> Not exactly. Hey there, 
there, fellow podcast fans. Do you love comic books and especially Swamp Thing? Get out of the bayou. So do we. Come check out the Parlopod Show, the world's only podcast dedicated to the muck-encrusted mockery of a man himself, Swamp Thing. This is some serious arcane audio. We also have a sister show, Splurch, where we dive into the world of comics and all the crazy aspects of life. Give us a listen at Parlopod.com, iTunes, SoundCloud, our YouTube channel, visit our site, Parlopod.com, and consider supporting our Patreon for some really cool rewards and exclusive content. Check us out on PodcastRadioNetwork.net every Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern. Join the conversation on Twitter by following at Parlopod. We'll see you in the swamps. Holy sidetracking, guys! The train just came off the tracks! Derailers! Be sure to follow the Derailers on Twitter at the Derailers! And make sure you subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, and also on YouTube so you can catch the episode next week, folks! Same derailment time, same derailment channel! Okay, so we are back. Yes. And as I was saying, we were going to start talking about Rasputin actually meeting the uh, the, the czar. czar and the queen. So, back into it. Uh-huh. In 1905, Rasputin was introduced to the czar and his wife at a private dinner. Mm-hmm. It was even in the czar's journal, we have made the acquaintance of a man of God named Grigori. They, off the bat, thought he was a man of God. Right. And then, I don't know if it's because of the stories or if he did something to impress them on that first visit, but... It's kind of an embellishment. He'd already, like you said earlier, he'd already had kind of a reputation with a few aristocrats. Right. And plus, again, the eyes. People were able to just look at him and immediately they were entranced. Right. For some reason. Well, the Tsar found out that their son was a... How do you say it? Hem- he- hemophiliac? Hem- hemophiliac. I was going to yes. mess it up if I tried to read it. Right. Uh, apparently, they tried to keep this a secret from the public, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but on one visit, Rasputin asked to see their son, mm-hmm. and he asked if he could pray over him, and he had a confidence that was like he knew mm-hmm. what was wrong with him. Right. So, the son was actually sick due to a knee injury and had been bleeding for a while, and I guess he was in bed, mm-hmm. sick, you know, just not feeling well because of the loss of blood. Right. Hemophilia is when you, you, just you can't bleed. clot. Yeah. yeah. You can't yeah, yeah. clot. And if you do clot, you bleed internally. That's which what is, he was doing. Yes. So he prayed over the sun. Mm-hmm. The next morning, when he woke up, he was completely cured. This was a miracle to the royal couple, since hemophilia wasn't curable. Right. Is it curable? I, I don't know about the 1900s. Well, yeah, definitely 1900s. not the 1900s, but I'm um, talking about now. Like, is it something that's very easily manageable? I, it is today, but I don't, back then, anything... Where you bled out or you were you were bleeding, you were done. Right. For the most part. Well, because he prayed over him and made him better, this obviously made him look powerful. Right. He told the couple that without him, the child would die. Mm-hmm. So, kind of wedging himself into their... Well, with her, with the queen, yeah. He was already he already sealed the deal. It right. was already it was already done. So within a few months, uh, he basically had free reign of the royal palace, right? And would show up uninvited and refer. Apparently, he would refer to the czar and his wife as 
Papa and Mama. Mm-hmm. Which I only saw that in one source, but I thought that was worth noting. Uh, yeah, I think I, yeah, one of the same sources I read. He, yeah, he got so comfortable with them. That's what he was calling them. Now, here's one thing I want to bring up. I heard this from one source, and it made a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Back then, so aspirin was made in like the 1890s or something. That's when it something was first like first yeah. being used. So this is 1905. Mm-hmm. It's been in use for a while. So. It was treated for everything under the sun because it, it was just a cure-all drug. Right. If you take aspirin, it it's thins, a blood thinner. Yes. Mm-hmm. So the doctors were giving the child aspirin mm-hmm. to treat his hemophilia. Right. And what I, one source says is that he told the doctor to stop giving it to him and that this actually took a few days for him to get better, not the next morning. Right. So that might be part of the legend of things. Right. But with that being said, if he did tell the doctor, stop giving him this medicine, let me pray over him, is that divine intervention from God? Okay. Through a holy mess. Do you see where I'm trying to go? Yeah. He's basically interfering with a doctor's orders and saying, hey, God's going to step in now. Get out of here. But if you look at it, it, he kind of did. In a way. Do you see what I'm saying? Right. Or did he know? somehow that aspirin was a blood thinner and that the doctor should be giving it up. I just feel like in the early 1900s, they didn't know exactly what they were dealing with. They knew it was a pain reliever. They Mm -hmm. knew it was this. They knew it was that. But I don't think they knew that it was a blood thinner. Right. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I can buy that. So either way, it's divine intervention. It's almost like he knew. It's almost like Rasputin knew in a way that the drugs were actually making it worse, and that's why he told him to stop. Right. During his free reign, he had access mm-hmm. to the daughters of the royal family. Mm. Now, I don't know if that one's true either. Mm. But he... I think there's one report that says that he, like, specifically was like, yeah, I had access to them. So I don't know if that's true. Okay, it depends on who's telling the story, too. Um, Nowhere did anything come up in either the Queen's diary or the Tsar's diary or even in any of the daughter's diaries that he was doing anything. Right. Somebody would have written something down somewhere because they were documenting this dude left and right. Right. So, I mean, if you're just trashing him, then, yeah, you're going to be like, no, he was doing things with the daughters that he shouldn't have. Because what they were catching him doing, though, was the drinking and the prostitutes a lot. But that was later on. Yeah, and we'll we'll get to that. Right. But So you would think, somewhere, somebody would be writing something down. Right. And as far as I could tell, none of that ever happened, and it was kind of like there were rumors that he was also um, had, quote-unquote, access to the queen, too. Well... He would. He started visiting her once a week. Mm-hmm. So, and and we'll we'll get to it here in a minute. But he gets really close to her, right? But uh, it doesn't turn salacious like everyone was trying to imply, right? As far as I know, right? Yeah, that, that's that's kind of what I got. Like it never sounded like anything ever happened between the two, right? And you know, yeah, exactly. Nothing. Nobody between her and the husband and and Rasputin. Nothing ever seemed to come about yeah, him doing anything. No, you know? I don't think so. Or him with any of the daughters. So I think that, again, was just another one of those rumors right? created by the aristocrats but and the rich. But w- once you see in a little while how close they get, it does make it a little like, hmm. Mm, yeah, yeah, exactly. So I guess around this time, he started uh, his own religious doctrine. Mm-hmm. And he had followers that he would call his fools. 
and he would teach his fools his practices. Well, that's what they uh, also called the medicine man was the royal fool. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, of course, he's going to have followers right. that he's going to, quote unquote, teach. So, he basically practiced the same things he was practicing before. Mm-hmm. Uh, he would try to bring them closer to God and tell them that they had to sin with him. Mm-hmm. And one of his disciples, Olga Octina, believed that Rasputin was Christ and she was the Holy Virgin, I guess. Mm-hmm. And she abandoned her children, which that made no sense to me. She abandoned her children and she's the Holy Virgin. Right. And her wealthy husband. Oh, yeah. Okay. And apparently uh, she was once seen holding Rasputin's penis and screaming that he was Christ. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. basically his response was, uh, he said that she was a skunk and she demands sin or something like that. So right. it's just weird. Just weird stuff yeah. surrounds him. I mean, he drove this woman insane, is what I feel. Just made her crazy. Those hypnotic eyes. Hmm. I, I could say something here, but since there's a woman in the room, I'm, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna quell my. my I'll step out if you need. No, no, I'm good. <laughs> Rasputin may have been popular with the Tsar and his followers, mm-hmm. but many politicians weren't as impressed with him. Mm-hmm. And they started to trail Rasputin with secret police. Mm-hmm. And this started rumors that he was into something dark. Very dark. This is when they would find that he was seeing a bunch of prostitutes. Uh-huh. He was followed day and night. And, okay, so I didn't quite understand all this, but okay. apparently he was followed into, like, bathhouse, bathhouses mm-hmm. with aristocrats and prostitutes all the time. Right. And there was something about... He like bathhouses in, in the documentary. One of the documentaries I watched, there was something about how bathhouses have something spiritual to do with them and conjuring spirits and demons. And I don't know. They, they were, yeah, at the time, I guess they were some kind of source of spirituality. Yeah, I I didn't quite understand it, so I didn't write too much on it. It, um, it was more or less a cultural and thing of the time period and in the area of right. what was going on so but yeah I, I do know what you're talking about on that they did consider the, the sources of spiritual power right he apparently tried to uh, exercise a demon out of a woman once uh-huh. and i guess he claimed that he felt like he could take take on the devil in in one of these bathhouses or something so i, I guess one time he was seen leaving a bathhouse mm-hmm. and he was talking to himself like yelling kind of and just nonstop. Yeah. And so people started to feel that maybe there was a switch in his power. That he got possessed and Yeah, instead of getting his power from God, right. he was getting his power from the devil. Right. And the devil was taking over. Now, okay, you got to also consider the people writing these reports are the very people who want to see him go now. Right. So they're going to say things Right. It, you know, like it's like if you saw somebody rambling down the street and they're drunk. Does that mean Satan's taken over them or are they just drunk? Right. You know? Well, he was accused of using the power of the devil at one point by mm-hmm. the men that introduced him to Bazaar. Right. So they took him to the basement to confront him and they ended up beating the shit out of him with a crucifix. Right. Yeah. For his evil ways. Didn't, didn't they banish him from there? Yeah, he reported the, the two... Uh, Clerks? I think it was Clerk- two clergymen. Well, yeah, mm-hmm. couldn't think of the word. Uh, and he uh, he he claimed that they tried to kill him, so they were exiled and banished. Right. 
Uh, so, anyways, I thought he was because of that too. No, he was. They okay. were. They were. Exiled? They were. Okay. So he ended up going. You know, he might have because he ended up going back to his village. Right. Uh, on June twenty seventh, nineteen fourteen. The next day, he got a telegram and he went to the post office to send a return telegram. Well, as he was, I don't know if he was leaving the post office or what. A woman walked up to him and stabbed him in the stomach. Right. Her name was Exena, or is it Zena? Zena. I think. I think uh, Russians have Exena. I think that's how they were saying it. Was Exena? I believe her name was Exena Gusava. She was a deformed ex-prostitute who was missing her nose. Oh. Yeah. She's there's pictures of her. She has no nose. Right, right. The banished monk named uh, Eliador was the one that hired her to kill Rasputin. Really? Yeah. She's, she, remember, he's the one that introduced him to the yeah, czar. Yeah, yeah. She stabbed him and pulled out his intestines. Mm-hmm. And this didn't kill him. Mm-mm. And uh, he did stay in the hospital for a very long time. And this is where history changes. Yes. Possibly. Yes. During his time away from the czar... This is also... Uh, sorry to interrupt, but this is also kind of where his um, more mystical form takes form mm-hmm. and takes shape, because one, he survives this. Right, yeah. When you Which have... Your intestines pulled out. Right. You and should not survive was, that in the 1900s. The one, the one report that I saw said it was about 14 inches worth, too. It was not a very small amount of intestines sticking out. Right. That should have killed him back in the early 1900s. Yeah. So that's, Truthfully. Yeah. Th- so we got the beating mm-hmm. with the cross. Right. That he survived. You got the intestines. That Okay, the stabbing with the intestines hanging out that he's now survived. So we, we, let's keep the tally right. marks. <laughs> yeah, I think this, this... But this one, the stabbing, is where it kind of starts up his more mystical, evil yeah. nature. But yeah, go ahead and, and continue on where you were going to go So he this. was away from the, the czar. Mm-hmm. The Archduke Franz Ferdinand was assassinated. Mm-hmm. So it's believed if he wouldn't have been in the hospital, he would have talked the Tsar out of contributing to the war that was starting. Right. The Tsar went off during war. Well, I was going to say, he sent a telegram. Yeah. With a very prophetic message, staying, basically saying, don't go to war. Oh, is that when he sent the message? Yes, he okay. sent he sent the, the Tsar a telegram while he was in the hospital. Okay, while he's in the okay, yeah. hospital. Saying, saying oh, don't. you're right. Okay, I do remember all this. I thought you were talking about during the stabbing. Incident. No, this, this was while he was recovering and he couldn't get to St. Petersburg because of his injuries. Him. Right. He ignored him because a lot of people, after the assassination, a lot of people in the country wanted to go to war. Yeah, and this actually made the Tsar very popular. Very pop- right. And he wasn't popular. Right. Everyone hated him, and now he's got people cheering him. Right. So. so he's like... I'm not listening to this clown and his little prophetic vision of the future. I'm going to war because right. this is what my people want. Well, so this at this point, the czar actually goes to the front lines, I guess. Uh-huh. Like, he's he's out of the way. The czar and his troops and his generals and all that stuff. So. so Rasputin at this time returns, and he has a meeting with Alexandria uh-huh. about the war. Now that her husband was gone, she became very dependent on Rasputin, mm-hmm. and that the safety of her family was basically in Rasputin's hands. Right. He started giving her advice on the war, and she would pass it on to the Tsar. So Rasputin was basically put in charge of like hiring and firing people that he saw best. And I think all the other mystics and stuff that were around, I think at this time, it may have been earlier, but I think it's at this time where he was like, no, no, no. Alexandria, you don't need all them. You just right. need me. Right. 
So he had that kind of power. Mm-hmm. 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 Another little side note is that the queen wasn't very liked either. She was born German, she grew up in England, and she married into a Russian family. Oh, that's right. I do remember yeah. something like that. So she was already unpopular because of her German roots. They were about to go to war with Germany in World War One. Right. So, yeah, she wasn't very she wasn't very liked. And now now here comes the guy that the people do like, and he, they, he basically left the woman that nobody likes behind. Yeah. And now she's taken on an advisor that a lot of the aristocrats don't like either. Right. At this point, Rasputin wasn't able to heal anyone anymore. He apparently tried to heal a woman with arthritis, and he wasn't able to do so. Right. It's believed that it was due to his poor health, and that he was never 100% after the stabbing. Mm -hmm. Uh, He had to change his diet, and supposedly he became an alcoholic, just, you know, because of the pain, and that's how he dealt with it. He ended up prophesizing his own murder in a letter. I quoted this off the documentary, so I hope this is right. Okay. I didn't look it up. I wish to make known that if your relations bring about my death, none of your family will remain alive for more than two years. They will be killed by the Russian people. Tell your relatives that I have already paid for them is my plan. I shall be killed. I am no longer among the living. Pray and be strong. There, there Wasn't there also another one where he basically said, if I am killed by rich men... Your family's going to die, but if I'm killed by poor men, your family will reign for another hundred years. Oh, see, I don't know. There was another one to that effect. I'm wording it a little differently, but he also made that prediction, too, supposedly, in a letter, that if he's killed by people of power, the the dynasty's going to fall. Right. But if he's killed by his his common folk, everything will be okay for another hundred years. Right. Huh. Yeah, yeah I, that, don't, I don't remember seeing that one. There, was, there were several bizarre little prophecies he made. Right. Uh, one about the war, which ended up coming true. The one about his death with inj- ended up coming true. So, yeah, there's there's a few more that I can't remember right hmm. off the top of my head. Yeah, I didn't look too many too much into his prophecies. I, I should have looked more into it. Mm-hmm. So, skipping over some of the political problems Rasputin was facing, he received a phone call from a bisexual aristocrat named Felix Yusupov. Yusup- Yusupov? Yusupov. Okay. Yusupov. Felix, for short. Felix. Yes. And and I am skipping over, like, a lot of the, like I said, political stuff, just because mm-hmm. it's... The the really, the important stuff about the political stuff was when the when the Tsar was away, him and the Queen basically were getting rid of people in positions that uh, disagreed with them and bringing their friends in. Yeah, bringing in people that probably shouldn't have been in position. Right. That's, that's, what, that's that, how you sum up that little... That That's the short of it, is they... <laughs> Whoever was friendly with the Queen and Rasputin were basically put into positions of power. Right. So, like I said, Felix gave him a call. He's like, hey. <laughs> and he just alienated any of our gay yeah, crowd. I, and I apologize for Toby's insensitivity. Oh, yeah. And the Russians, <laughs> too. <laughs> what podcast am I on? I gotta get out of here. I don't even know where I'm at. <laughs> so, Felix, he was one of the richest men in Russia. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he was very good looking. Mm-hmm. And I guess I he. They, I believe they called him a dandy in the documentary. That's what they got. Dandy. Yeah. Dapper Dan. Dandy. But I guess he was pretty open about his being yeah. homosexual. Yeah. Which, which I didn't. Again, you know, I'm not from the 1900s. It's, I don't. It's kind of one of those things where everyone kind of knew about it, but nobody really brought it up in front of him. Right. You're you gay. Know. You just did theater. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just uh, kidding, everybody. That's mean. So, he believed that Rasputin had satanic power, mm-hmm. 
and he came up with a plan with another man and the cousin of the Tsar, Pavlovic. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pavlovic to kill him. Okay. Let's get into that after we take a break because okay. that's where this legend really takes off. And it's a very interesting twist on this legend, too. Once I started really reading into it, it was really kind of neat how it happened. There's, and I, you know what? And I want to see if you, if the legend is the same. Okay. Because I have two or three mixing details that weren't in some of the right. research, and then right. some, I don't know. So we'll see. I'm trying to put all this together from several sources. Okay, and I'll, I'll see if my sources jive with your sources. Okay, very cool. Probably the same sources. Hello. Do you love Walmart? I do. Do you like your content randomly spewed all about in no particular order or context or topics to be had? Well, you're in luck. I host a podcast. It's called the Random Ramblings with Rob podcast, which I am Rob. So, you know, that's who you'd be rambling with. You can check me out every Sunday on your favorite podcast app of choice. And you can... Go to randomrobcast.com to find out more information or follow me on Twitter at It's B Rob. That's I T S B R O B. So check me out and enjoy the show. Well, hello there, neighborinos. The handle's Mr. Most Days Off, but my friends call me Miles, and I'm the host of the Best Darn Diddly Review Show. Hello, Mr. Most Days Off. <laughs> and that's my best friend, Richie the Whiz Kid, the co host of Best Darn Diddly. Hi ho there, podcast arenas. The Best Darn Diddly Review Show is a weekly journey through the entire Simpsons series, hosted by us, two guys who grew up loving The Simpsons. We discuss every diddly, every doodly, and every do. So lace up your assassin sneakers, put on your skin-tight ski suit, and head down the slopes with us at Best Darn Diddly. Stupid, sexy Best Darn Diddly. You can catch us each and every Monday on bestdarndiddly.com. So we're back. Oh. <laughs> are we? We're back. We're officially back? We are officially oh, back. Okay. And we are going to start getting into the best part of this Rasputin legend. The legend itself. The, this is what makes him legendary. Right. I think all the rest of it is bonus, but mm-hmm. this is the legendary part. So Felix asked Rasputin to meet his wife, which he has a wife. Or does he? Uh, he has a wife. Okay. Her name is uh, Fiorina. 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 And he asked he asked Rasputin to meet her at midnight, and they they said that it was for a conversation, uh-huh. but it sounded like they were hinting at, hey, you're gonna you bang my wife. My wife, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, well, they knew he was a kind of lecherous. So, yeah. yeah. What better way than an attractive woman? Well, yeah. So that you said attractive. She was known as the most beautiful woman in St. Petersburg. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Have you seen pictures of her? No. I hate talking bad about someone that's no longer around a mm-hmm. hundred some odd years. She's not that attractive. Okay. Okay. Just think if you. she was a cream of the crop. Ooh. Well, this was 1900s, though. This was... Yeah. Uh, yeah, this is before, standards. like hair dyeing and makeup boob like a jobs. lot of makeup and boob jobs yeah, yeah and self hygiene they didn't like, have any youtube videos on how to change your how to appearance. pull out your hair right <laughs> and how, how to, how to, how to pluck, contour corn yeah. <laughs> yeah gotta pluck them eyebrows they didn't just contour right. and shit yeah no contouring 
<laughs> so basically, he was supposed to meet her in the basement of their palace. Mm-hmm. They apparently made it look like they had just had a big feast. Right. Uh, there was uh, the goblets had like tea and and whatever liquids in them and wine or whatever and and napkins were rolled up and food was left on the table. I'm gonna go back for a second here. You know how you said that his house had an underground bunker. Do you think they had realtors back then? No. You don't think so? I don't know how that would work. Somebody would have to sell the house? A broker? No, I think they basically just built on land and were like, this is mine, leave it alone. Yeah, that's what I uh, think. Okay, I was yeah. like, could you and imagine? And then you lived in it. And this your is your nice house and it comes equipped with an underground bunker. Right. Like, and yes, you, this is usually, what I've been looking for. And usually if you had, if you if you did favors for people, they'd give you a chunk of land and that was yours and yeah. things like that. It was okay. more of a barter system back then. I was just wondering. Yeah, so he had a he had his underground basement with Rasputin in it. So didn't, didn't one of the fools dress up as a woman to trick him? Oh yeah, <laughs> That's funny. there was. One oh no 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 no! It was it was the uh, the one of the clergymen that when all that happened. Yeah, he, when he fled the country, he dressed up as a, a woman. To, he was the one that dressed up as a woman. Yeah, I thought he. I thought one of these guys dressed uh, up as a Gal- woman. Galador. Gal. Okay. Okay. Or I've got whatever my, his name was. I, I got, got my for, situations mixed up. Yeah, there. I forgot to add that in there. It, yeah. it just seemed like a small detail. Right. Again, they're they're luring him in with a woman, and he falls for it. Yeah. So, so yeah, back to this, uh, you know, they said, be here They for the woman. They made it look like there was guests there. Right. Uh, and, and there was a party going on upstairs. Mm-hmm. And while he waited, uh, he was offered a plate of cream cakes and wine. Oh, my gosh. I wish I was at that party. Hold well, on. You're going to wish you weren't. Some reports, Just for the cream cakes. Hold on. <laughs> some reports say he would have never eaten the cream the cream cakes due to his stomach problems after the the attack. Right. Because he was changing his diet. Right. Right. But it's reported that he got bored, took a few bites of, of the cream cakes, drank some of the wine. Well, they were laced with cyanide. Great. They were trying to poison him. Never and there, mind. there was also another report where he ate all the cream cakes, and he drank all the wine. Right. x on so, the cake and wine Yeah, exactly. You don't want, I you want, want unlaced cream you, cakes you and wine. You don't want to go to this party. I don't know. That may be pretty cool. Laced one. And <laughs> well, see, and the whole reason he was, they, they were, he was sitting there waiting is because they were like, okay, well, uh, she has some guests upstairs. They haven't left yet. When they leave, she'll come down here and, and meet with you. So that's why he's sitting there bored. Apparently, he ate... Or ate and drank the cyanide poisoning, and uh, two and a half hours later, he still wasn't getting sick or dying or anything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good food is better earned. <laughs> so it was believed that Rasputin was being protected by evil forces. Why do they? Why not? Maybe good forces saving his life. I, I mean, mean again, evil forces would have been like forces. Forces were saving him, but you know, for this, they're, they're trying to spin it to make him look like. Some kind of monster. Like there's, there's yeah, there's but okay. Sage- so when he got stabbed, did they take anything away from him, like organs or anything? I mean, like yeah, it's cyanide. But depending on what organ or something that it could have gone through, I mean, that could have saved him too. That if he, maybe he didn't have it, like no. I mean, as far as I know, he nothing special happened yeah. during that stabbing I, incident. I don't he think just, so. What I think it was. Well, maybe this came from his training. What I think this of not was, letting things affect him. It was the mind diet. over matter. I think because of the stomach. Uh, stabbing he didn't eat certain things anymore he just didn't eat them yeah that's but they're embellishing the story yeah but back then they also i mean their stomachs were like 
made of wet iron pretty much because pretty things that you ate weren't, you know, I mean, it was all natural and you... Yeah, but poison it wasn't, still going to poison you. Po- yeah, poison's still poisonous, know. you know. Maybe it's a myth. Maybe we should try to some cyanide. <laughs> yeah. Maybe nothing you will You go happen. right on ahead and try that myth out. I'm going to sprinkle right it on a ribeye. Uh-uh, uh-uh. So, apparently, uh, Felix got upset with the poison not working, and he went and got a revolver, <laughs> came back, and pointed it at Rasputin. Why Appar- aren't you dying? Apparently, he didn't panic. Pretty much. He just stood there. So, Felix fired, and Rasputin fell to the ground. So, Felix and the gang go upstairs to celebrate. They leave him laying there. Why did they want him dead again? Yeah, Oh, just because they didn't like him. They didn't like that uh, he was... Uh, so close to the queen. And, and they were hiring yeah, all the politics uh, of, okay. of mm-hmm. them, them basically hiring just their friends. It, just making bad choices. They thought he was making bad choices. Just a hit that went wrong. It, in the documentary, one guy was like, Alexandria was a bitch. Like, straight up says it. And I was <laughs> like, what kind of bad, uh, uh, documentary is this? But he goes, she was a bitch. They were stupid. They were yeah. like just went went they, off on them. They just went off on them, saying that they were both idiots and they yeah. didn't know what the hell they were doing in the first place. So, so that's what that's why they're killing him. Plus, right. they, their excuse was he's evil. He's the devil's got him. Right. Uh, so he they go upstairs. They celebrate. Well, the devil has him, but aren't they in a whorehouse? No, no. This was uh, oh. Felix's private estate. Oh, I thought that he had went there to go have sex with her. And well, yeah, that's blah, what blah. That's they what we... kind of alluded to oh, okay. was that he was going to sleep with his wife. But he's possessed by the devil. But they're sinning. But it's okay. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But exactly. if if you're saving, if you're killing the devil, is that really sinning? They're, in their eyes, they're doing good. No, you said that that was that guy's wife that he was going to have sex with. They lured him in by saying, you can, they didn't actually say, you're going to fuck my oh, wife. But she was already upstairs with company though, right? Not really. She's not even there. Oh, okay, they, okay. They, they're, they, they're they basically, they, they told him this story and they just, just to lure him to the house. Okay, okay. Nothing really was going on. So they're up, they're, they go upstairs to celebrate. Felix got a bad feeling and went back downstairs to check on Rasputin to make sure he was dead. Uh-huh. When he went down there. Uh, Rasputin's eyes popped open, and apparently he lunged toward Felix. Had cream cakes hanging out his <laughs> in his beard. <laughs> in his <laughs> so uh, he's finishing up what he started. <laughs> Felix broke loose and then ran upstairs. When they went back down, Rasputin wasn't there. Apparently, he made it up the stairs, out a window, and was crawling in the courtyard uh, in the snow. See, I heard a different version of that story. That's where I was going to ask you. Okay. The one source that I heard was they shot him, right? Kid runs upstairs. I killed Rasputin. So they celebrated for a little bit. After they celebrated, they went downstairs and he was already gone. Had they, they had were, seen they were gonna dispose modern the movies, they would have known. That's right. not cool. <laughs> so that the source that I read that that kind of changed is that they the one guy shot him and then he ran upstairs that I killed him. They celebrated for a little bit. And then when they went to go get the body, he was already gone. Well... He he he's so he's gone at this right. point. He's gone, but it's just a little different. So whichever way you feel, right, is the correct way. <laughs> uh, Again, it goes back to that: which story are you going to believe? Right. You know the there's the myth, and then there's the reality of it. Felix caught up to him and fired two more shots at point blank range. Rasputin kept going and screamed that he was going to tell Alexandria. The he was fueled by rage. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The czar's cousin, Pulvio. Pulvo, Pulvo, Lovic? 
Pavlovic. Pavlovic? Pavlovic? Sure. Pavlovic fired two more shots at him, hitting him in the back and in the head. Somewhere during all this, they castrated him. See, I don't know about the but castration. But see, okay, here's the other thing. One of the sources said when they castrated him, it was inside the house, and I'll get to that later. Okay. So I don't know where they castrated him at, but they they beat him, they castrated him, and they tied him up, and then they threw him in the back of the car. Mm-hmm. They took him to a bridge, and they had to find a spot where the, the water was open because the, the uh, lakes think, were frozen over. Right. They threw him in the lake. Wait, is, is this... This is a real person, or is yes. it like a yeah. myth? Oh, yeah. Well, this is the legend uh, oh, okay. of a real person. Two days later, Rasputin's body was pulled from the river. His hands were up by his face, mm-hmm. like he had gotten loose, and he just couldn't get out of the icy water. Uh, so when they did the autopsy, they found that he had water in his lungs. This means that he was still breathing when he was thrown in the water. Right. And that he tested positive for cyanide poisoning mm-hmm. oh he did now this is the 1900s yeah. How, how yeah how are they doing all these lab tests i don't know that's what <laughs> every source that i was I, I read and stuff that's kind of the point they made like how sure oh. but then again yeah. what this is in russia so maybe they kept the body they preserved it and later on no maybe yeah. down the line we'll get to that in just a second too uh well i'll get to it right now he was actually buried, uh, then later dug up, and his body was burned. And there was something about it, like, one source that I saw said something about they wanted to burn him to make sure that he, they wanted to cremate him so he wouldn't come back. Right, that way his, yeah, they were afraid his, uh, he would come back to life again. Right. Since, like Jason Voorhees. And, and, again, <laughs> no and again, that's because um, they've started to embellish these stories about him being poisoned, shot, stabbed, and I think Beaten. they freaked out. Okay, but how long... Do, okay, cyanide poison, how long does it take to like it truly hit your long. system? Cyanide's fairly instant. Oh, yeah, I guess so, huh? Jim yeah. Jones. Yeah. Right. Yeah, there you go. Well, no, that usually takes about like an hour and a half. Well, still, they, he sat there for two hours is what, how the legend oh. goes. Yeah. It should have. It should have. He should have been getting sick at least. At the very least, he mm-hmm. should have been feeling sick, feeling something. But then again, like I said, it's I don't know. Who knows? That mind over matter shit could have kicked in, and he could have been like, "Yeah, I need to throw up, but I'm not going to throw up." Or you know, like he's trained his body and mind so <laughs> he was actually dying on in, so on the well inside, on the inside. There. Yeah, just sitting there <laughs> right. looking at him like, "I know you poisoned me, but I'm not." <laughs> because gonna, he's you know he's almost <laughs> like trained himself to no be like it. a master like soldier. Yeah. Yeah. So, now that he's died, he's burnt, his predictions did come true. After his death, within 12 months, uh, Nicholas II, the Tsar, Alexandria, his wife, and all five of their children were gunned down and a civil war broke out. And they were all they were all taken to basically the basement of their home. Yeah, yeah, they were gunned and down in were, the basement. They were forced down there by um, other aristocrats and they were, they were murdered. Yep. Wow. Yep. Yeah, civil war broke out after that. So that's that's Rasputin. Mm-hmm. Do you want to hear some uh, other fun tidbits that I wrote down? Just th- there's no order in these. So. Sure. So that village that he was born in, the Pokrovsky or Pok- whatever. Okay. The, the the village that he's born in, they have a museum dedicated to him. Really? Yep. Supposedly the severed penis of Rasputin that I was talking about earlier. Yeah. The reason I say it has to be in the house is because the maid found it at the murder site. And she kept it. And somehow it ended up getting... Someone else ended up getting it. It ended Mm -hmm. up going to Paris. 
and these women worshipped it like it was a uh, fertility. Oh, fertility, yeah. So they had Rasputin's penis, and they it was a fertility thing that they worshipped. Really? So I guess Rasputin's daughter, um, Marie, I think that's her name. Oh, he had a daughter? Yeah, he had a couple of kids that actually survived, three of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, she found out about this and asked for the penis to be returned. <laughs> <laughs> she kept it throughout what an her awkward life. moment yeah life. no shit you got your dad's dick can in your you please hand? send my dad's dick back <laughs> i'd appreciate it it's the only thing i have left of him so she kept it with a collection of other artifacts from helm until mm-hmm. her death in 1977 she kept it why not whenever they burnt him well i guess well, i'd already you know burnt what? him before and another source that i said uh, i read said that they cut it off when he before he was burnt before they burnt him they hmm. snipped it off so there's two different sources there. Mm-hmm. What? So he can't mate with the demons down there, and I don't know, just just to maybe just to be sick. Yeah. So either way, maybe he had a big penis. Got your I'll penis. Got oh. your. I'll penis. get to that sucker in a minute. <laughs> oh, geez, so, that sucker. That doesn't sound very good. Yeah, we're gonna have a complete discussion on Rasputin's penis here in a little bit, oh, folks. Hell. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Get the kids out the room. So it was found in a velvet pouch with some of her, pers- like a crown royal. Pouch? <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought too. That's what I thought. That was exactly what came to mind uh, with some of her personal manuscripts. <laughs> so the, the guy that ended up finding it uh-huh. after she had passed away, he attempted to auction it off. <laughs> but the official soon realized that it was that this dried out penis was actually not a penis at all it was a sea cucumber and some believe that it was switched at some point with the real deal because the sea cucumber you know what that is right (laughs) because an erotica museum in st petersburg has a display with a number of Rasputin's personal letters and his preserved 12-inch penis. Damn. And you can find pictures of that if you just type in Rasputin's penis. It's in a jar with okay. liquid in it to preserve it. Uh-huh. It. I don't know if that's the actual thing. Uh-huh. Uh, but... Yeah, because you gotta think it's an erotic shop and not only it's that... It's a museum in St. Petersburg. An erotic museum. But, right. you know, they have to have, I mean, obviously, they have to be able to mimic and, like, cast a penis if they wanted to. So, yeah. I mean, it, it's boy, in. Look it up. Was... I, look it up. It's, it's a. It, you go right It's a head. scary looking member. Yeah. I've, Why? It's just going to blend in with everything else you look up. Just come on. Rasputin <laughs> penis. Okay. I don't know what you think my Google see. No, I'm saying like of. bad, like CIA stuff. I mean, penis is going to be like just a chip off the old block yeah, compared true. to what you look up. Oh, Alien. Trust me, this is not a chip. This is the, a big. Huge the chip. government's going to be like, "Whoa, he's changed his searching. Look <laughs> at this." Like, nope. So Mm-mm. I don't want. I don't want the CIA go. Now we got him. <laughs> so some theories say that Rasputin would poison himself every day to grow tolerance to it. Mm. Now. If that's true, that's that's one thing. Mm-hmm. But you can't do that with cyanide. Cyanide will just build up and slowly kill you. Right. So uh, maybe, sure, why not? But mm-hmm. that's one theory. So also, apparently there's a story of uh, the murderers tried to cover up the murder scene inside the house by killing Felix's dog in the living room to make it look like, oh, no, it was just our dog. We were having fun and we got rowdy and shot the dog by accident. What? So they were trying to, that's how they were trying to cover their tracks. Uh-huh. 
and I believe they were later <laughs> exiled after they came out and uh, you know fully gave Confessed. the details. And that's how we have the legend is because of their their confessions. And so how does all the bullshit stick that he was poisoned and shot and castrated and stabbed and all this? Because the killer said that. Well, okay, but then the killers also came out and said, okay, well, we killed him. Doesn't that completely take every word that they've said prior to that and just make it null and void? Like, why why would you believe him now? If, if they tried to hide the fact that they murdered someone, why wouldn't they... Why wouldn't you sit there and go, oh, well, they lied about embellishing on what he uh, what yeah, actually happened to Yeah, you know, I, 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 maybe I, I missed something in my research, but I should have looked to see how they actually got caught. Maybe that would help figure that out. Because maybe they just got caught in so many lies that they were just well, like, well, here's the truth. Because the, I know the the cousin said was the one that was originally blamed to be the trigger man. Right. But all the other details are like, well, no, it was this Felix guy. Right. But a lot of people were like, they would cover up the Felix guy because he was rich and powerful and he was looking to move up in, in the political system. So they were like, we're going to cover for him by saying that it was the cousin that killed Rasputin. Or because it's the cousin and it's Mm -hmm. family. Maybe Mm -hmm. that's why it's pinned on Felix. From the research that I looked. Either way, I mean, right. it's a good... It, it's too conflicting. You have some sources that say Felix did it. You have some sources that say the cousin did it. And this third guy was just a co-conspirator. Yeah, I don't... I, I, they said who it was, and I I didn't recognize... I don't think I recognized the name. That's right. why I just didn't write it down, because I didn't want to pronounce another hard freaking <laughs> Russian name. Right. But... I, it, do you think did we miss anything with Rasputin? No, that was uh, see, I'd missed the castration part. I never knew he got castrated. Well, that castration part has to go in there if you're going to talk about the penis. I I guess so. <laughs> yeah, you'd have to, but yeah, I never I didn't uncatch. But then, like I said, there's two different stories. He was castrated during the whole murder scene, mm-hmm. which adds to you know stab, poison, beaten, castrated. That just drowned. Right. Uh, that adds to that mythology, but then there's also well, while they were burning his body, some right. crazy chick cut his junk some off. Some crazy person cut his penis off and kept it. Yeah, which to me that boggles the mind. Why anyone would do that? And by cut off, even the balls are still attached. Yeah, like they, they went. Like I mean, if you look at it, I mean, it, it looks like they just. I don't. They just cut the piece of skin like right behind it and took everything. Yeah, it's. The, it's the entire genitalia. Wow. wow. They may have even gotten the taint So, I mean, in there. that goes well, to have, show, yeah. <laughs> if that happened in the house, I mean, he would have bled to death. Yeah, that's and that's why they would have tried to cover it up with shooting the dog inside, which is still like, what kind of... Shot a dog. What, what kind of with thoughts that much, was going through your with head? With that to, much blood loss. Oh, yeah, that, that's Think true. about it, there's a big vein right there, too, man. You cut off any part of that... Of the penis and oh, it's, the main you're gonna vein. you're gonna bleed out. Oh, uh, so yeah, the, the running main, joke the is vein. that Vladimir Putin is Rasputin. What? Yeah, that he didn't actually die. That he didn't actually actually die. That Vladimir Putin is Rasputin. Hmm. Hmm. See, they're saying that they look like if they are cleaned up and. I'm going to have to look Ooh. at that one. Yeah. Wow, I missed that conspiracy. I did too. Maybe we'll have to touch on that now after dark one day. Just Which makes you wonder if us. it's Rasputin. I mean, do you think that they're kinned at all? 
Maybe that's a bloodline on down the road. No, because Rasputin was his last name, so yeah, it'd be Vladimir Rasputin. Yeah, but you gotta think from the 1900s till now, it can change. Last oh, names hey, change. Rasputin, Putin. Yeah, that's what I was mm-hmm. about to say. Mm-hmm. Last names change; they drop and they add. Mm-hmm. No, that's a good point. Yeah, maybe he's a descendant. Yeah, could be. Or he's a vampire. I mean, this dude looks or like he he's really possessed. Is the devil, the ultimate evil. But yeah, so like I said, in like Hellboy, he's portrayed as evil. Mm-hmm. I, I before I mean I kind of had heard about this legend before of, of how he was murdered. I didn't know any of the history. Mm-hmm. I just assumed that they were killing him because he was evil and he just wouldn't die. That's that's what I always assumed on right. the, the legend. And that they killed him. Say tried to kill him multiple times. I didn't realize that all of these things that claim that people were claiming happened to him all happened to him pretty much in one night. Now, if I remember correctly, it's been a long time since I've seen Hellboy. Mm-hmm. Love those movies. Don't read the comics, but love the movies. Mm-hmm. Rasputin is Russian. Yes. He is helping the Germans, Germans the right. Nazis. Right. He would not have done that. No. <laughs> so that's... that's if just... anything, he was a pacifist because he didn't want to go to war. Right, right. And Because he, he knew it was going to be a complete failure. Yeah. Somehow. Because he spoke to the devil. I guess. I really don't know. Or Pink Jesus. Pink Jesus. Pink Jesus knows. If you want to know about Pink Jesus, go to our Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> At Secret Transpod. <laughs> right. Right. So, ah, that's, do you believe in this tale? Let's let's get that out of the way before we wrap this baby up. Here, here's, here's my thoughts on it. Here you have a guy who came from nothing. Poor to the poor the dregs of society worked his way up literally to the king and queen. And that made a lot of people in power mad. That made a lot of the elites, the rich, the aristocrats angry. So they needed to demonize him. They needed to get him out of power as quickly as possible because he he essentially had the king and queen's ear. Yep. So you follow him around. You see that he's a man whore. You see that he's a drunk. And so you start to create these stories about him being, because at the time, again, like you said, they were very religious and they were very into the occult. He's siding with the devil. What yep. better way to turn somebody against the people than to say he's he's working with the devil at the time? The devil. Right. So I think he's just a guy, got into a position of power, was having a hell of a lot of fun. They didn't like it. So they they did what they could to get him out, and they eventually had to murder him, which they did poorly, by the way. <laughs> I mean, if you have to, if you have to poison, which failed, and then shoot, failed, then shoot him again, and it failed, then throw him in a river, and that failed. Tie him up, throw him in a river before he eventually drowned and suffered hypothermia. Yeah, before you kill him, you're you pretty shitty as a as a murderer, <laughs> as an assassin. Yeah. <laughs> So worst assassin ever. Yeah, yeah, they were the worst assassins ever. I think that's where it all came from. It's like, oh man, listen to this. Listen to what we did to this cat, and he still survived. Yeah, of course you're going to get a legendary status whenever that happens. Yeah. To me, that just proves how much he wanted to protect the family, mm-hmm. which he was right. These guys were jealous of him. They killed him, and then they killed the family. Yeah. So. Some people say it's 13 inches, not 12. Ooh, oh. The inch matters. Size does matter coming from a woman over yes. there. It does whenever it's facts over here. 
<laughs> I'm confused because I'm trying to figure out how he, when he lost it. And I know some of those guys out there, it does matter where you place that ruler, too, all right? <laughs> where you put that tape measure. Oh, no. Okay. Hold on. Breaking news. It's Breaking cultural news. obsessions with famous male genitalia are not new. Hitler's penis was supposedly bequeathed to his son Ivan after his death by the Russian army, but there are conflicting accounts as to where it is now. Infamous gangster John Dillinger's parts are supposedly housed in the walls of the Smithsonian, although they claim no such artifact in their archives. Um, even Napoleon Bonaparte's uh, parts, which sadly are rather small at only 1.5 inches, and often compared to a shriveled seahorse, are housed here in the United yeah. States and belong to a man named even Lat- Evan Latimer, who most recently bought the package for three thousand and nineteen seventy seven yeah. at a French auction. So it's it's only, pretty common to cut off popular people's stuff. The only I guess. problem I have with Hitler's penis is Hitler didn't die. <laughs> that that's not the real Hitler that no. died. God, no. we got to cover that soon. Hitler didn't die. I would like to just do a, a little life on Hitler. Hitler died in South America <laughs> many years later. Wearing a, a, a no, no. I know where you're going with that. No, what? Nope. Mm-mm. A Jamaican shirt. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> a Hawaiian shirt. Well, he's I mean. not wearing a Hawaiian or a Jamaican shirt for that matter either. And dreads and yeah. beads in his hair. <laughs> yeah, dreads. Yeah, man. He's got the coconut. Yeah. He's sipping out of it. That's Every, what... everything he hates. He's he's like, oh, I'm hiding. I mean, that does make My sense though, because him. you know, yeah, yeah in German is yeah, yeah. and. Yaw, man. Yaw. Oh. So see, I mean, so there you go. Out, he, Solved. He he became German, or he became uh, Jamaican to hide his... Jamaican to hide his accent, because yeah. he could still use certain dialect. I wonder if he ever shaved that stash just to, oh, yeah. just to hide himself. I think he better. grew it the reverse, where he didn't... Oh, he, he just cut the middle part out and grew the rest of it out? Yeah, oh. yeah that way it was reverse. So or no, goes. he just grew it like the little soul patch. Yeah. <laughs> that would be the reverse soul he patch. He would, he'd be douchey it. enough to do a soul patch. <laughs> Hitler would, yeah. He I starts spiking his like, hair and he's like, I still he got it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> okay, let's end this. Okay. Yeah, before we talk about dude bro Hitler. <laughs> All right, adios. Thanks Bye. for listening. Bye, guys. We appreciate you listening to our history discussion on Rah, Rah, Rasputin. I won't sing anymore, but I will sing your praises if you go give us a five-star review on iTunes, or just any review, really. And then don't forget to subscribe. But if you aren't an iTunes user, or you're about to switch and not have an iPhone or whatever device you're on, remember, you can always find our show on Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, on the Satchel app. We're pretty much on all podcatchers. And if we're not on one that you use, send us a message. We'll try to get on that one. I'd like to give a shout out to the Dark Myths. We are part of the Dark Myths Collective, and there's a bunch of great shows on there. You should go check them all out. Darkmyths.org. That's the list of all of them. We're on there, along with the Not Alone podcast, the Eastern Borders, the Rumor Flies, a bunch of great shows. So go go check out darkmyths.org, or go follow them on Twitter at darkmythspods. Those links will be in the description of this episode. Speaking of Twitter, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Secret Transpod. We're very active on there. Come follow us, talk to us, do all the stuff. We're on Facebook, so go like that. We have a voicemail number. 
Now you can call us and leave us a voicemail. The number is 304-602-7444. And I've got a couple of calls that we're going to listen to real quick. Hey, Toby. Hey, Rudy. This is Big D, Dallas, calling you. Tell a Christian, don't be a wiener. Just, uh, you know, take criticism and roll with it. Your show is actually getting pretty good. Alrighty. And, uh, Toby, get a podcast on Munster Among Us. Until next time, keep up the good work and, uh, like I said, just roll with the punches. You gotta take the criticism. Some people are just jackasses. Alrighty. Until next time. I believe that's our frequent caller that we've had. I think I think I played all his voicemails from on the last episode, uh, and I, I I think it said Dallas. I don't know. It kind of was hard to hear right there at the beginning. So if you call back, leave your name again. That way we know who it is because it it just cut out a little bit. Uh, and yes, I was on the Monsters Among Us podcast. Derek was very kind enough to allow me to come ruin his show on his season finale. So go listen to the season three finale and I get to talk about some UFO cases that were called in. Very fun stuff. But now let's move on to another voicemail from Shaman Rob. Hey guys, this is Shaman Rob, also known as Our Strange Skies on Twitter. I had to call you because you put the number out there and you say you weren't getting any calls, so I'm calling you now. Uh, I am currently in my bathroom, and before uh, you know you, your thoughts head that way, I am not going to the bathroom. I just like being in places where I can manipulate water in many ways, and in this bathroom I can do it four different ways. So uh, I just thought I'd call you and tell you about my close encounter. Granted, it's not a CE1, you know, which is lowest on scale. I would call it a CE.5 because this thing was like, I don't know, maybe uh, 1,000, 1,500 feet in the air. But I, I was at work, and I took a break, went outside with my buddy Dennis, and he's smoking. I don't smoke, so I was just standing there looking like an idiot. But I looked up. And I could see it was it was a summer day, sky clear blue, and I could see this object in the air. It was egg shaped, and it was like a off white color, and it was coming, it was moving parallel to where I was, and it came to exactly where I was, me and my buddy, and then it turned and it headed in a different direction. But I saw this thing for maybe like two three minutes. It was pretty goddamn amazing. I have to say. But, guys, you got a great show. I enjoy it. First time, long time, and all that good stuff. Thanks. Thank you, Shaman Rob. But we both know that you were pooping. It's okay. You can admit it. You were pooping. And uh, that kind of sounds like our little sighting that we had uh, quite a while back. So that's pretty interesting. I don't know if ours were exactly egg-shaped, but, you know, we saw round circles. Could have been egg-shaped. Could have been round. But either way, thank you for sharing. And now we've got our last voicemail from Ray. Hey, this is Ray. Uh, this is second time calling, and I am reviewing previous episodes, and I came across the Mandela effect uh, in a few different episodes. And while I 
was transferred to the Wizard of Oz and the Berenstein Bears, uh, and the other quotes, the one thing that always got me is the JFK six versus four people uh, conversation. And um, I got to say, it's four people. There's no doubt in my mind it's four people. Um, I'm not sure where people are getting six from. The only thing you really think of is the car having the windows looking like it doesn't actually row when it was actually just as it was passing by just one person, just windows making it look like two. Um, and also, uh, Toby is by far one of the best hosts I've listened to. He is uh, great and um, just wanted to say that uh, until next time. Well, now that my head is big and my ego has been fed, I appreciate the kind words. I, I do like that you argue the uh, the four-seater because that's what me and Rudy remember. But if you watch any video on YouTube, uh, any documentary, it's definitely a six-seater. So you and me, my friend, are from a different universe, I believe. This is not our universe. If, if we're going to believe in the Mandela effect, that is. So, if, if you uh, have any comments on previous episodes, or have any stories you want to tell us, or you want to criticize us, hey, we're down for it all. Remember, our voicemail number is 304-602-7444. So I appreciate you guys calling in and leaving us those. I'd like to remind everyone that we have a Patreon, and you can donate there. Uh, there's a link in the description of this episode. I'd also like to remind everyone of our patrons. We've got Vincent from the Gone Cold podcast, which is a great, great podcast. You need to go listen. Start at episode one and follow the Carla Walker uh, story. It's it's great. We got Lynn Shirley, Ray Walden, Zanger from the Zang This podcast. And I was just recently on his show. That guy's a cheater. I'm just going to throw that out there. He's a freaking cheater. And Sharky Xmas, so I appreciate all of you. You all are amazing. Again, you can go to our Patreon and donate if you'd like. It's I'm not begging you. There's a lot of shows asking. And I'd rather you support those shows because we're just doing this to get stickers or something goofy like that. We're not we're not hurting for money or anything. You can order a shirt from our What a Maneuver link, which will also again be in the description. And uh they're a little bit pricey. But every shirt that you buy does help support the show. Again, stickers, buttons, whatever. Stuff I can send you guys for free. So there's that. And uh, I guess that's that's going to be it for everything. So until next time, we hope you come back and listen to us try to explain the unexplainable. on silent oh yeah that's a good idea <clears throat> don't want to owe anyone no beers stone cold steve austin he has a podcast and every time his phone goes off he goes i owe you all a beer oh okay, something, something like that i haven't yeah. listened to the stone cold <clears throat> podcast in a while that's kind of funny wait till somebody really catches him they're like i listened to a hundred episodes so you owe me a hundred beers <laughs> we're at the bar and uh you i got a Guess tally what, sheet buddy? right here <laughs> okay let me do the intro
Well, I was about to vape. Because I just woke up and I didn't vape. Hold on. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the show. This is a podcast about dogs barking and fighting. Right on cue. <laughs> Son of a bitch. It's about how that works, isn't it? Yep. Resp... I forgot his name for a second. Rasputin? <laughs> Who are we talking about? So at one point, Rasputin... God damn it. That cricket. I don't even hear it. Okay. I'll never. It's find back it. here. God damn it! It won't it's be bad. I hope. You want me to try to find no, it? No, it's fine. Okay. Um, where was I? It's just an ambience. Felix shot him twice. Point blank. Oh. Time to say goodbye, Roger. <laughs> <laughs>